listening to the Past the Forecast podcast from Wayne 15. Hey there, I'm Joe Struess. And I'm Adam Salarzik. We are meteorologists here at Wayne 15 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this is the Past the Forecast podcast, week 17. And stop you can't go any further might be a copyright issue <laughs> what do you mean that was just me making noises with you're, my mouth you're singing so you're singing it so well that it, it could be confused for something else that's right i do have that musical ability to be able to uh i do not find that pitch a <laughs> little bit of a little rock and roll theme there because we're starting today recapping the match, <laughs> which is most definitely copyrighted. We're calling this the match, colon, weather edition. Yeah, sure. We can call it that. I there don't you think go. Now we, it's... we just came up with the name for it. Uh, we'll have a part two uh, coming up here possibly soon in the coming weeks. We uh, need it. <laughs> One of us needs it. Because uh, this was... I I don't know how to describe it, Joe. Uh, it was a butt whooping. It's a beatdown. Slaughter fest. Based on... Uh, Based on score. We were good through about six holes, seven holes. Yeah, we each had a bad hole to start. Within the first three holes, we both had either a double or a triple bogey. <laughs> I was it, was... it was a beautiful morning, not a cloud in the sky. It was a fantastic day. That's the positive that you can take away from Shout it. Shout out to Cherry Hill Golf Club here in Fort Wayne. One heck of a course. That was our both of our first times playing it. Uh, we've played a lot of the other local courses. Love a lot of them, but... Was excited to find another hidden gem, or not maybe not a hidden gem, but another gem here in Allen County to get to play. Beautiful day on the first tee. Joe takes it to the right. Adam takes it to the right. The second tee, we both put it in the water to the left. That's sort of not even in play. If you're, it was, it was, have, should have never been in play. If you have any idea how to play golf, at that point we're all right. But then third again, hole, it's the only third full swing of the day. So. Third hole, you and I cleaned up. Yep. And then uh, I, I hit in the fourth hole. I hit one to like five feet. I don't remember the par three. Was the, that was the par oh, three. Oh, that was the. Par, that's where it all started for me. Yeah, you hit into the. You hit into a house. I did. Much. I did. I. <laughs> you know, I cleaned up with a bogey there, but yeah, you did. I think, but uh, no. Here's what happened. Adam was about three strokes up on me, close enough to where one guy has a bad hole. And you know we're we're pretty close to each other. And then I pulled a Wayne Gretzky out of the bag for the first time <laughs> in many years. It's been a long time since I've had a nine on the card, and it's been a really long time since I had back-to-back nines on the card. And here's the beauty of all of it: I went four, which was a bogey on a par three prior to the first nine, and then I made a par, a beautiful par, on the ninth hole after the double nines. This game is stupid. Yes, it is. It is very. Very, very stupid. So uh, I ended up getting Joe by how many strokes? 16. 16. 16. So I have netted 16 strokes against you for the summer of playing, so you got a lot of work to do. Not well, just, <laughs> we've never done it that way. I'm just looking at it that way. For me, what's frustrating to me is last week we're on here talking about how I made my first eagle of my life on a par 5, played it like I was playing a Tiger Woods video game, you know, beautiful drive, beautiful shot in. Beautiful days, both beautiful weather days, right? And then I come back the next week, and it's just absolute garbage. I mean, garbage. You had, you did not have your driver as consistently as you usually do, which is a big factor for you. And then I started to find it a little bit early on the back nine, and I played really well for a couple holes. 
and then kind of fell off fatigue of the day and frustrations of the day kind of caught up to me but you know it's golf it's a game ultimately it was great to get out there with some friends uh we were out there with our director shane look shane and i both had not the most fun rounds of golf and then we watched you over here go into 18t with an 82 on the card you know, that kind of sucks. It's 83 because you <laughs> oh, miscounted again. Yeah, because I miscounted again. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to see. When I know I'm going to be triple digits and I see Adam over here shooting the best round of his life. It wasn't the best round of my life. Long time, though. It's, I've never. It ah. was the first time in over a year that I've broken 90, though. That's fantastic. So, I, 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 I know you've talked a lot about your golf game. My golf game... That's uh, that's probably the best I've hit my drive in terms of consistency in a while, at least knowing where it's going to go. And then uh, my iron play picked up big time, which was huge for me, and I've been really focusing on my short game. Because the last time I was out, it was horrendous, my short game. I was hitting it really well until I got to 100 yards, and then once I got to 100 yards, I was chunking it. I was barely getting it anywhere close to the green. It was 15 yards or something like that on some shots. So it the strokes really add up quick inside of 100 if you can't chip and putt. So I give Adam a lot of grief sometimes for being a slow player. Um, he's I'm not, not a slow even player. The, I don't think I'm You're that not. slow. I'm slower than both of you and Shane. You Between take your the time. the three of us, I'm the slowest. You take your time, and I think what I like about you is when you are struggling – you don't waste people's time. When you're throwing the round that you were throwing out there on Monday, look, how am I going to tell you to, to speed up when you're, when you're on a great pace? But when you're not playing as well, you do pick it up a little bit, and you realize, look, I'm not hitting it well today. Let's move on. I appreciate that. The people I don't like playing golf with are those who take five minutes to hit a ball 10 yards every shot. And yeah. we saw that in the group ahead of us. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, I I do slow it down. I, I still I still take my time whenever I'm struggling because I'm still trying to figure it out so I can try and turn it around. But I'm not going to sit there. I'm doing most of my practice and my and my thinking of my swing while you guys are hitting. You might if you if you ever pay attention to me whenever like Shane's hitting, I'm sitting there doing slow motion swings and stuff like that, messing around with my grip in that time frame, so that I can just literally step up to the ball and be like. Is this it? Nope, that wasn't it. So you got to keep it moving sometimes because you just want to be done with the day whenever you're struggling. But we had fun. Yes, Ultimately, we did. I got off the course that day a little frustrated mid-round, but to see you go out there and play like that is like, man, like how can you even complain about today? We're very comparable players too, so it was, you, can, you can shoot like that. No way. No way. Low 90s on a good day. I'm not. I'm not I got work to do. You'll get there. Well... That's uh, that's a good recap there. Yes. While we were golfing, get ready for this transition. While we were golfing, we looked out into the distance. For the few clouds that we did see were the remnants of Cristobal. And that is our first subject of tracking the topics. Tracking the topics. Yeah, you mentioned that. I believe we were on, what, 12 or 13 or something like that. And I looked to the south and I saw the little band of clouds. I said, Adam, Cristobal. Yes. He said, hey, look at that. And it's like we had no clouds over us. It was a beautiful day on Monday, but then you could start to see the outer the outer bands of, of Cristobal working in. It's had a huge impact on our forecast in the last 24 hours, and it's going to continue to do that today. So what are your thoughts 
Give me three words to describe. Three, okay. I want three words. Break it down for me. Three words that describe your feeling, your emotions of a tropical depression moving through the upper Midwest. Um, first word would be, the first word that comes to mind, because yesterday we really saw the effects. Today's some of the residual effects, and we, we'll, we'll touch on the- That's uh, a great word. Residual? Yeah, the professional oh. weather people use it all the time. And yes. I, I just love it. <laughs> uh, we'll touch on some of the effects. Not that we're not professional. For the day today uh, in terms of severe weather coming up here in, in, in just a few minutes. But uh, I think overall, in terms of the impact we thought it was going to have so far, I think it was a little underwhelming would be my first word because on Monday, I believe it was, there were no severe warnings associated with it as it moved inland and was moving over Missouri. Now, there were some flash flooding issues because of how much rain it was falling, was falling, but there was no severe thunderstorm warnings or tornado warnings. So I thought that was that was a little bizarre. Um, today, so bizarre. Bizarre. That's one word. Bizarre. That's a good word. You want, another, you want that to be the second word? Bizarre? Yeah. So, so I also think it's bizarre that it... So the first word was underwhelming? Underwhelming. Underwhelming and bizarre. That's yes. fair. And uh, steamy. Steamy. Because today we looked at the dew points. Yeah. And we are sitting in the mid-70s in some places. And that is a tropical air mass if I've ever seen one. It You walk outside. I, so obviously the AC is on in the car, driving into work. My sunglasses are on. I step out of the vehicle. Because my car is so much cooler than the air outside, as soon as I stepped out of the vehicle, my sunglasses fogged up because of the humidity. So I was like, oh, it's been a while since I've had this effect, but it was, uh, it's very steamy out there right now. The good news is by later this evening and overnight and for the remainder of the week, it should be pretty darn comfortable. Yeah, this is really neat. That would be my first word, neat. I'd say number two for me was beautiful in a way. There's something unique about seeing that very nice tropical low with the outer band stretching over your your area. And I think I talked about this last time when 2018 Tropical Storm Alberto came up. The remnants moved into, yeah, it moved into Indiana. And I showed you the screenshot. It Mm -hmm. literally looks like there's a tropical storm over Indiana. It's It's nice seeing that that that. flow that we we see sometimes with large and impressive low-pressure systems, and that's what tropical systems are, but to see all the moisture wrapped around it. Usually we see it with, like, the clouds more so, but all the moisture wrapping around it is very cool. And I'd say the last word would be educational because for us, just talking about it and a, a lot of the people on Twitter, whether Twitter talking about it, I've certainly learned more about my own forecasting from this. I've, I've kind of been able to touch on some of the, the processes that I learned back in college, which now it's a year and a half ago, so it's been a while. And in some cases, getting old, man. Thermodynamics. I haven't had that <laughs> for two years now, so starting to, uh, you know, start to refresh some of those things that we don't normally deal with. So I've had fun with it. I'm glad yesterday didn't pan out to be quite the tornado threat that was sort of advertised. Um, it was a low threat at best. It was, but it was a more. Uh, it's a difficult way to describe it because. Whenever you see a marginal risk for severe weather, which is what we had uh, here in Fort Wayne, slight risk further off, so that's a level two out of five, marginal is level one out of five, uh, to have that that risk, you don't usually really anticipate too much in terms of tornadoes. 
Uh, it's mainly a wind and hail threat. But yesterday, given the the, the, the cyclonic nature of then the movement of the air around the remnants of Cristobal, it gives you that extra level of shear, which actually put damaging winds first and isolated tornadoes second. Hail was not very much of a concern with the storm potential that we saw uh, yesterday. Like you said, thankfully it didn't pan out. Today, we have a moderate risk for severe weather in some of the parts of the area. Uh, that is something we don't see very often in parts of our area. Uh, that is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. That's a level four out of five. And most of us are, we usually, the highest we see is an enhanced, which is what most of the area is under for the day today. So we got our, we got our guard up for this afternoon. We'll see how things play out. But we had some uh, some big-time heat and humidity for the day yesterday. Yeah, one more thing on yesterday. Uh, Chicago had a few tornado warnings, the Chicago DMA. So I pulled up a live stream yesterday, and I think the coolest thing to touch on what you were talking about was just it being a marginal risk. The meteorologists in Chicago were saying, these are showers producing funnel clouds, and in some cases, tornadoes. So that was the coolest part, because at one time, a few of the meteorologists said, with this storm, well, wait a minute. I keep, we always say storm associated with tornadoes, but these are really just showers. There was not a lot of lightning with these more tropical banded arcs of hooking cells that came through. That was pretty cool to hear them say showers with a tornado warning. A little different. And with that, it would also be, if you're going to look at the bright side of that, the tornadoes that would be developing there would be most likely EF zeros. Very small. Very short-lived. Right, and that's what we saw on radar, just kind of a few pulses of it tightening up, and then it would kind of fizzle out. But it was very cool. Showers with a tornado warning. But, yes, you started to talk about the heat. That was pretty impressive yesterday. A little shocking in some ways, but a record. Yeah, we set a new like record. score. <laughs> well, your record was closer to the 106-year-old record than the That's 94 right. uh, that we had yesterday. So 94 degrees was our record high yesterday for Tuesday, June uh, June 9th uh, was yesterday's date. Uh, that was a 106-year-old record. It stretches back to 1914. At least your golf score is not that high. Um <laughs> That'd be very impressive. <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, uh, it would. You'd have to try to play that bad. Anyway, uh, so that heat was really due to the fact that we had the remnants of Cristo Ball working their way in here that gave us the the warm air advection coming in from the southeast and the wind speeds that we had as well. So gusts yesterday were getting up near 30 miles per hour, 35 at times. It was just breezy throughout the day. Those winds coming in from the southeast helped to give us our humidity that picked up, and we're still seeing in place today, and also got those temperatures. Even though we had humid air, which takes a little bit more juice to heat up, we got there, even with some clouds, too. It's always cool when you break a record. Um, it's really cool when you break a high-temperature record in the 60s on Christmas Day. Yes, but it's also really cool in June when you break a record, and we've been sitting in a pretty below-average regime for the past couple months. So to get to get that heat pumping in here, the thing is, now you hear the people who have been saying all year long, I want the heat, I want the humidity. Cool it Now down. yesterday, oh, it's too hot, oh, it's this, it's that, yada, yada, yada. I mean, come on, We're, come on. This is, this, is, this is weather. It's weather. Enjoy it, right? Yeah, uh, it's. I always wait for it to happen because it always does. It's inevitable that it's going to happen, that we're going to have the people that say, hey, cool it down or warm it up. And then as soon as it gets hot, 
cool it down. There's always the switch off. There's it's like it's too cold. Wait, now it's too hot. Pick one. We need the Goldilocks, right? I need to remember who these people are. I usually have a good idea on who they are, and I'll if they come to me in March and they say, "Man, I just want it to be warm," and then as soon as it hits 80, 90 degrees, it's too hot. I will call them out and be like, "Hey, three months ago you said you wanted it to be warm. Here we are. We finally got it for you, and now it's too hot." It's just part of it. It's part of it. But I think the best part is breaking a record. I turned my air conditioning off yesterday. And this is going to sound silly. What are you doing? Just hear me out here. This is going <laughs> to sound silly. My air, my AC was just pumping all day yesterday. And me being the person I am, I like to save money as much as I can. So I said, let's turn it off. We we're at 72 degrees in the apartment. Let's turn it off and let's just see. Given the heat yesterday, how long it'll take to really get going, man, we were up at 79 in that apartment like an hour later. I said, nope, right back on. Yeah, I do not mess with it because I have a big window in my apartment that faces west. So the sun is setting in there. And as soon as we start to get the heat that's up towards, say, uh, 75, my apartment will become an oven and it will be 90 degrees in no time. So I, I, I turn my AC on once it hits 75. I try and get a cross breeze going, but I need some wind for that to happen, and that's not always the case. I liked it. And because of the heat and humidity of yesterday, we are dealing with those severe weather effects today. Um, what's really awesome in a meteorological sense, we have dew points right now in the low 70s. Yeah. We're in this podcast booth and it's hot. I am actually sweating right now. (laughs) As am I. Uh, Remember, dew point is the measure of how how you would have to cool temperatures to get them 100% saturated. In other words, the higher the dew point, the more moist the air is. So in this case, we're looking at temperatures in the upper 70s, low 80s right now with dew points in the low 70s. There's a lot of moisture in this air. And uh, humidity fairly high out there this morning. So it's a day where if you're going to spend some time outside, these are one of those days where you got to stay hydrated. I know we got the severe weather chance today. That's that's there, but that's not all day. And there will be time where you can go for a walk today. And that's one of those things where we you really want to stay hydrated. And it's not only today. Today is just an example. As we move through the, the summer months, this is the biggest thing is dehydration. Yes, the sunscreen's important. Yes, you know, spending some time in a pool or whatever to stay cool, that's important, but keep that water flowing through your body. Yeah, the um, the issue for me is that I'll notice that I get a headache later on in the day if I don't stay hydrated. Yep. That's my sign, and it's not healthy, obviously, to get that kind of dehydration headache. It's also a lack of eating food sometimes, and it's a combination of me having no energy or hydration. So water, hydration today, I have already had about three cups of water. Uh, that have uh, hopefully supplied me with enough to get through. But as I said, I'm already sweating in this podcast studio, so uh, I'm quickly losing the water that I've already consumed for the day today. With that, you want to move on? Anything else you want to touch on with the severe weather chances today? I think we've already done a pretty good job of uh, so. touching on it as we were talking about the other things about Cristobal. So we've got a few different things in the next segment, and I'll tell you what, Adam 
constructed this rundown today, and when I saw it, I said, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell, Joe, would you do if you found a bronze chest filled with gold, jewels, and other valuables that was worth more than $1 million that was hidden a decade ago? Well, I'd, I'd probably have to find a ship, and then I'd have to... Arg. And then I'd have to go steal the Declaration of Independence. Fantastic movie. And then I'd probably have to go to Independence Hall in Philadelphia, and then I'd probably have to go to some church and dig underground and discover some discover it, right? Yeah, oh, the, 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 the Templars... Great movie. I watched it yesterday, National Treasure. That's why you were able to perfectly describe the plot. I find it really interesting that I watched that movie yesterday, and then I come in here today, and you're telling me about some buried treasure. I don't know what I would do. I, I would like to think that in my heart, if I found this, it would be just like winning the lottery, something where you've kind of stumbled upon it. I would like to think I would use it for good, to try to try to share some of it with maybe a charity or somewhere in my community where I could do good with some of it. Um, at the same time, I mean, I need some new shorts and socks. So <laughs> so here's a Forest Fair. He's 89 years old. And a decade ago, he hid this chest somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. Somewhere. He's from Santa Fe, New Mexico. But he has said that the chest has been found after 10 years, and he posted clues to the whereabouts online in a 24-line poem that was published in his 2010 autobiography, The Thrill of the Chase. And he created this so people would go out and adventure and try and find this, this chest as it was hidden. And, and as a person that is a big fan of the movies like National Treasure or uh, I'm a big, big guy on escape rooms, I like solving puzzles. I like trying to find the riddles and learn, learn that kind of uh, solving skill. That's something I enjoy. It's, it's probably a sick part of me that likes that. Um, but I also like math, so I already know I'm not right in the head to some people. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, this is fascinating, and this would be a dream come true for me if I even I didn't even know this existed. So, I uh, I would have liked to have found it. Maybe somebody else has something else that's hidden out there that I would like to find. I know the uh, Fort Wayne escape rooms did a a quarantine treasure hunt uh, earlier on this year to get people out uh, safely to try and find uh, some money that was hidden around Fort Wayne. Uh, that was going to be a uh, that was a, that was a little bit tricky. I did I did start that. I just didn't have the uh, the skills to uh, complete that, but I am a big fan of treasure hunts. Yeah, I think stuff like that's really cool. And you talk about the escape rooms. I've never done one, but that in a similar way is a more advanced puzzle. Treasure hunt, obviously, probably more. You need a little bit more to get to the treasure versus getting through a puzzle like an escape room. But I love stuff like that. And you can get hints. I would on, love on to do escape an escape room, room too. Um, Let's book it. Yeah, I've, I've heard only good things about them. So. I have a perfect record. I'm five for five. Don't want to brag, so yeah, don't Mr. mess it up if we do one. Yeah, he's great at golf. He's great at doing the weather. He's TV's favorite weekend evening weatherman in Fort Wayne at Wayne 15. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of The greatest TV's co-host favorite. of the Pass the Forecast podcast. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, and, I have and nothing yes, nice to say about you. Yeah, that's right, and he's, the perf- he's, perfect at, uh, <laughs> he's perfect at escape rooms, so. You know. 
you know you're a good guy. Slide into it. You're all uh, of those things except for the morning weekend meteorologist. That's right. That's right. I should be doing the weekend midday show that doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I think it's pretty neat. I think it's really neat, and I think that's. I like to see stories like that. There's been a show on. Ah, man, I don't know what channel is it. History or is it Discovery? It's it's been about the this the island. It's Oak Island or something like that. And they've been for for seasons now. Okay, we found a piece of dirt that has maybe treasure under it, and they've tried to find this buried treasure. It's been this big theatrical thing. I don't know. Is if, it like chasing Bigfoot? Sort of chasing treasure. Sort of, but they've got they've got some clues. They've been on this island, and they've been really investing. I don't, and I may be totally wrong with with Oak Island. I don't know what that is, but um, yeah, they've they've been working through it, and it's been just seasons and seasons trying to find this buried treasure. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, I might put it on TV when I'm trying to fall asleep because it's kind of repetitive. They they have not found it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like you're watching them try to find treasure for. It's like your sick show. Whenever you're sick and you're just looking for something to watch and there's nothing on TV, which is very much the case right now, especially with no sports on. But uh, it, it, it sounds like it's one of those shows that you just kind of turn on. It's entertaining enough to have your interest. And if you want to continue to pursue it, then you'll. Yeah. Oak Island Treasure. It's on uh, History Channel. You're right. It's neat. I would check it out if you're looking for something to watch. If that's your stuff kind there. of thing. It's just kind of gotten to the point for me where it's been, okay, all right, I've seen it, I've seen it. So that's neat. Uh, buried treasure would be pretty cool to find. I'm going to find some buried treasure at Kroger when these start arriving there. They are already at Walmart from what I've understood. Okay, all and right. maybe Dollar General. These are a great way to cool down. I, I'm skeptical on them because this candy is not my favorite. Uh, to have, I just, I'm not a big, uh, big Skittles guy is what this is. Skittles freezer pops. So, you know, those, those freezer pops that you buy, they're thawed, they're juice essentially. And then you put them in the freezer and they're perfect on a summer day to cool down on a day like today. They'd be perfect to have. These ones are the Skittle flavors. In my mind, the only good Skittles are strawberry and lemon i think those are the only two i like i'm not a big fan of the grape ones the lime i'm not a fan of i i i got weird preferences when it comes to skittles you know i like all of them i think skittles are the best candy out there that don't have chocolate in them so for me as you know and i like starburst better than i don't i don't like the texture on my teeth i don't like the texture of skittles i could see that (laughs) i could see that i think for me, it's always been M&M's and Skittles have been kind of in the same category. Um, See, I like M&M's, but the, 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 I don't know what the, how to describe the texture of inside of a Skittle. Because obviously an M&M is chocolate, but a Skittle is more taffy-like. I like taffy too, but I just don't like the, it's a little bit more chewy. It's like a gum, gum flavor. I don't know how to describe a Skittle. That's what I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. I, this Regardless, is really, this is a juice flavor. <laughs> this is really a great debate right now. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. People, We're really going people, past the People who watch, watch the weekend show know I have a peanut allergy because Sierra mentions it every single week as to why I can't eat a lot of her food. So I haven't had your Snickers. I haven't had your Reese's. So my favorite candy is Twix. 100%. It's a fantastic candy. 10 though. out of 10. And I'm glad it's regarded as a really good one. So 
if I'm going to choose candy, it's Twix, Three Musketeers, probably one of those York peppermints. Understandable because of, yeah, understandable because of what you can and can't Given the have. allergy. That's probably the top three. Junior mints are up there again. Um, but then so we walking get Walking around with some fresh breath. But then, right. But then it would be Skittles next. And I think Skittles are great. A uh, little Marshawn Lynch, right? Yeah, get him a Skittles. I thought it was funny when I was in high school. We'd go to our band competitions, and I'd I'd be like, "All right, gotta have my Skittles before you know." Just as kind of a joke, but I guess it wasn't funny. But you have a way to you have a way to cool down now with Skittles and freezer pops. They come in a box of seventy, apparently. So uh, you you can be stocked up for a while. That's right. That's right. At seventy, how big are they then? In- They're normal size. Normal in terms pops? of yeah, your freezer pops. It's literally freezer pops that you would always get whenever you were a kid. And did you not ever do this? Absolutely. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I'm just curious as to how that's going to work with a Skittle, but it just—it's the flavoring, right? It, it has more of a Skittles flavor rather than a juicy flavor. Yes. Or I think because there is a syrupy Skittle flavor. Because those freezer pops are very syrupy when you let yes. them when you let them melt. Like that was always my favorite part. So you'd get through about half of it, and then I would just let it melt into the juice and then just drink the juice down at the end. Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. I've learned so much about you now. All right. Enough of that. Uh, if you're still listening, I uh, my condolences to you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was, that was was a much-needed conversation about Skittle Freezer Pops. Back to weather now. Really a pretty solid weekend for us with our hits and misses. Hits and misses. So our hit this week, I'm going to go with the rain chances for Tuesday. This forecast, in all honesty, was fairly straightforward because of how nice it was over the weekend, and we knew Cristobal was working its way into our area. The forecast, there was not, there was nothing really else to move Cristobal off of the track that it was on. So we knew that we were going to have rain chances Tuesday evening and overnight, and we were also pretty good on the temperature. Uh, the models weren't picking up too much on the warm air advection. I think we beat them, especially on Saturday, having the low 90s for Tuesday, so that was a good call. Sunday, I think they started to warm up a little bit and pick up on it, but overall, we kind of kept our steady forecast at 92, 93. We ended up hitting 94, so I always, somebody asked me how accurate I am, I always ask, how much are you giving me? You got to give me a plus or minus because it's such a non-exact science. Right. And I my plus or minus is usually three. They don't like that. Usually they give me, the, then I talk them down to two. So I hit it still. We hit it still Absolutely. at 94. Uh, our miss, I would say, would be our Wednesday forecast. For today. For today. I'm not sure... While we had thunderstorms in play, I'm not sure that far out we saw a severe weather risk today. Not nearly as high as it is today, and I think that has a big, uh, the big impact on that was the uh, slowing down of the front that was supposed to clear everything out. So we still have all of this moisture in here. We still have a little bit of the shear from the remnants of this tropical depression uh, that now, or this post-tropical system. And that you've is, got the the system out west, yes, digging through. So. This is really interesting from a meteorological perspective. I think the models probably had a rough time with this one, as we did too. Yeah, uh, the good news is, after today, yeah, the models are very consistent. 
Uh, you're going to see something if you look at our 10-day forecast that you don't see often. And that is, after today, there is no rain chance in the forecast for the next nine days, at least. And temperatures are below average for the next few days. And then we get back just above average heading in towards the uh, middle next week. And then we do start to push up near 90 degrees again. So we have a very nice stretch of summer-like temperatures, a little bit of something for everybody here, a little bit cooler here to end the week, and then we slowly warm up with mostly sunny skies, low humidity for several of those days. I don't want to hear any complaints. No. <laughs> I'm going to be complaining because, it's come gonna, on, I want to forecast something, you know? It's, it's, it gets a little bit bland sometimes, and that's the nature of the job. Sometimes you want a lot of activity. Today is certainly setting up for potentially to be very active, but we also have the chance for the remainder of the week after today to be very straightforward in forecasting and not anything that's really a curveball, which we'd like to have those curveballs. But Yeah, I think that's where I would struggle to be a forecaster somewhere in California. I know they have their wet season. San but, Diego. But to, yeah, like to, to have to stick with nice weather every day, not that it's knocking the meteorologists out of there in any way because there's fantastic meteorologists out there uh, a lot of them who do very good job with the weather they get for me i'm someone who maybe likes all four seasons that's why i like being where we are here and i like that change i like the winter we all know that I enjoy the transitions in the spring and fall, and I really like the summer pattern when it gets those afternoon thunderstorms and you're trying to decipher who's going to get them and who's not. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm a big fan of that, that kind of mixing it up from time to time. That's why I'm happy to be forecasting here, and that's when I see the 10-day forecast coming up. It's kind of like, you know, just, can we get at least one little boundary to come through and mix it up a little bit? But you know, you can't complain. I guess the thing is when it gets more active or it's been more active, that's when you look back and say, give me that week in June. I just want a nice, relaxing forecast. Who doesn't want a relaxing week at work, right? That's the typical dream to occasionally have that, but also you want something to do. So we've been, we've been pretty, it's been pretty active here recently. So to have a drier stretch coming up will be nice. Anything else to add? No, we've got our, uh, a very interesting question in our past the forecast inbox it's the past the forecast inbox you can reach out to our past the forecast inbox at past the forecast p-a-s-t-t-h-e-f-o-r-e-c-a-s-t at wayne.com and also on our social media if you ever want to ask us a question today's question comes from nick why is the term meteorology if you don't study meteors I have to be honest with you. I've been asked this question many times to where maybe in college I'd be at a party or someone else's dorm room or something, and they'd say, oh, what's your major? Meteorology. Oh, so like space? Yep. No, like the weather. I had somebody ask me if I could name a star after them. Really? Yes, and I was like, that's not what I do. It went as far as to where my, uh, my friend, he's a meteorologist in the Lafayette area, he at one point got a question from somebody during a, I think it was one of the weather satellite launches, one of the GOES launches, that was like, hey, is there going to be any issues with like the space launch today as far as you know comets or anything like that? And he's going, what are you talking about? 
What? What? What do you think I do? And A, where does that even come from? Yeah, the um, so the term meteorology, it comes from studying, we do study meteors of some type, not the meteors that you think of. Hydrometeors. Exactly. So hydrometeors can be raindrops, uh, also snowflakes. It's just things that are ca- falling from the sky that are water-related, hydrometeors. And that is where the term meteorology comes from because that's what we completely look at. We look at the water vapor in the air. We look at the water droplets in the air. We look at the ice in the air. And all of that stuff eventually does come down to the surface, and that is our weather. So that is where the term meteorology comes from. That's what we got. That's a great way to explain that. It's not – we don't study meteors. Not the meteors that you think of. Correct. Nothing to do with space. In fact, I chose this career because it's from the where the weather happens down to the surface, not above. Not astronomers here. No, we are not. But we do like space, as has been well documented here. That's right. Anything else you got for today, Adam? No, I don't. Just everybody make sure you're weather aware anytime we have severe alerts. Make sure you have a way to get that information. Wayne Weather App is a great source. And uh, we always keep you updated on our social media here in Fort Wayne. Stay cool. Enjoy the next 10 days. Should be a beautiful weather for us. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. We'll see you next time as we try to be. 73%. That's our dew point right now. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Right about the weather this week. This has been Past the Forecast Podcast from Wayne 15.